this close. Yeah, maybe we do. Probably do actually need to sit this okay, close. Just... Almost kissing. <laughs> I mean, we could be. Wait, wait come closer. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to. And okay. we're back. <laughs> number two of girls without degrees uh i am maddie obviously and i am rosie maybe not that obvious oh, actually obvious. did yeah, anyone see our posts the other day they did, probably didn't they probably didn't always followed by so obviously and you will find that about us and now we've revealed our really annoying twit habit <laughs> <laughs> We are reporting live to you today from our bathroom floor. Yeah, although don't panic, people of the UK. There is no toilet in here because it's a quite a common thing. For bathrooms in New Zealand, the toilet is like separate. Yeah. Which is fine. I think it's weird. It's weird, I right? I it's like, weird. It's and I'm weird. from New Zealand. Yeah. Well, mostly from New Zealand. Because if you... I don't know about you. Every time before, just before I'm about to get in the shower, I'm like, okay, I'll just go for a quick emergency wee. You know, heaven forbid I wet myself in the shower. I have better pelvic floor mass. I'm not going to wet myself in the shower. But, you know, heaven forbid. I actually wet myself in the shower once. This <laughs> might be a story for I'll quickly spit it out. Joe gave me a real big fright. I just, we were in a creepy house and I <laughs> turned around and there were like no lights on. It was quite dark and moody. Turned around. No one was there. Was washing my hair. Turned back around. Joe was like right up against the glass. I absolutely pissed myself. I was so scared. No, she actually pissed herself. <laughs> we might be dead at that. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, you need to go for a quick wee before you like nip into the yeah. shower, the bath, whatever. And you're like, oh no, fuck. Wait, I can't nip for a quick wee because it's in another, like it's next door. I have to go out of this room, go into another room. Lock, it, do a nudie just, run. You know, do I mean, a nudie you know, run. Doors, I mean, I don't do a nudie run. Um, I always put my towel over me. I did Unless, a nudie run the other day. You didn't notice. I was like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm less bothered. I'd probably do a nudie run when it's just like the two of us. But yeah. I'm obviously not going to do a nudie run when Joe's here because you know, that's, that's weird. Joe did it the other day. He came out of the shower. He's like, Rosie. And then just was like... Good. And ran from... It's literally like a step. It's not even a metre. It's literally... From the bathroom to our bedroom. He could probably do it without even touching the hall carpet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That, anyway. So, obviously, anyway... Um, <laughs> back to the main what point. What were we getting on about? <laughs> uh, I think I speak for both Maddie and I when mm. we want to start by saying thank you so, so, so much to everybody that listened to the first episode yeah. and gave us, like, the most amazing feedback. Like, yeah. We've been honestly just not been able to stop talking about it. We were actually quite shocked. We were like, well, <laughs> people actually like people listening actually, to us. People shit. actually like listening to our shit and have given us like more like usable, amazing, constructive feedback. And it's been like we've helped people a little bit, which is wild. Yeah. We cannot help ourselves. Um, the yeah. first thing we want to touch on too is you may notice our sound quality, aside from being in the bathroom, <laughs> is a lot maybe hopefully better um yeah. we apologize we did not realize that we were very heavy breathers um yeah, we're so sorry we're, we're just massive mouth breathers oh but <laughs> we do have a little microphone now so hopefully this helps us out a little bit yeah, um the guy in the shop tried to sell us karaoke microphones <laughs> <laughs> which maddie was really keen on because as you know she's a really keen singer really good but we decided, we decided against the karaoke microphones <laughs> we sat on the floor hard decision a shop Harvey Norman we sat on the floor of Harvey Norman for like a good probably 10 minutes mm. re- googling reviews and stuff and then we eventually decided on this one and it was $50 cheaper when we got to the checkout it was amazing so it was amazing guys on a budget yeah, yeah really recommend like Will um, providing this episode goes well when we listened back to it Will put a link into the microphone that we have just so you know any other aspiring podcasters yeah out jump in um, it's actually designed I think for like gate streaming like gaming people which we won't, we know, won't touch on that too much <laughs> um, but it's it's, but it also has, has really good recommendations for podcasting. So, yeah, like we said, hopefully the audio issue is now fixed. Yeah, it's only up from here. Oh, yeah, exactly. We can only go up from here. Next time we'll be in our own kitted out studio with Sam. We won't. We won't. Episode three, yeah. Yeah, that'll be episode three. five years <laughs> first. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, no, seriously, guys, it's been it's been amazing. Yeah. And thank just, yeah, the feedback that goes beyond, like, wow, it's great. Like, to, yeah, people 
people mm. coming back to us with really great things to say. And people we didn't expect as well. Like, I think that's Massively. a huge thing. And now I just want to say a disclaimer. When I said I had two friends in New Zealand, I've actually got a lot more. <laughs> yeah, so but, um, <laughs> you've rallied the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I realised that when people started messaging me, like, you should mention me. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I, okay, so I also terrible. Another disclaimer, like, we're not going to mention every single person by name because yeah. Maddie's so be popular. Here. We'd just be here so forever. Popular. <laughs> Everyone loves me. <laughs> Anyway, how was your week? My week was good. My week was good. Um, I mean, I like that we're asking each other this as though we do not see each other every day. Every second of every this, day. Yeah, every second of every day and have like a rundown of this at least. Like, mm. But yeah, no, it's been good. It's been good. It's been busy. It's been a bit of an eye-opening week. Something mm. that we're going to talk about probably in like a couple of weeks' time. A really eye-opening thing actually happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to yeah. talk about that. It's like it's not like sinister before anybody gets to no. like, but yeah, that was pretty unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my week has been good. How has your week been? My week's been. Uh, I was gonna say good. It's been very chaotic. Yeah, I that feel is, like I have no, not stopped. Yeah, you literally haven't. Um, we are having people over this weekend, and we're having literally all of New Zealand, all over of New Zealand. This wow, weekend. a little bit of it. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it's been like the house is a mess the garden's a mess I've been trying to help Joe out as much as I can like he's not home at the moment so it's like I learned how to order pork shoulder oh my (laughs) gosh that's been the highlight of my week (laughs) (laughs) but no it's been good um I thought I have had a few requests for dog updates oh my god yeah so I'm gonna hit you with the um flow flow and pat update floss and pat florence and patrick um so patrick is patrick is a shining star this week like he is the star of the week he actually he is the highlight of the week yeah he is he had so he for those of you that don't know much about him we've had a lot of problems with him and his aggression dog aggression not human aggression and just like his developmental brain essentially is not 100 percent there and he's a a a sensitive egg he's a bit funny um (laughs) but so anyway he's had a trainer out and she came out a month ago was it yeah like yeah it must be yeah and had a session with him and it was she was kind of like oh like it wasn't doom and gloom but it was like "Mm, not 100 percent sure like Like, prepare yourself for the worst he may never get better like you just yeah yeah yeah. um and then he had another session tuesday Mm. and he was a star he didn't bark once he got he didn't even actually get his heckles up he just kind of was like a little bit like cryy and then settled and was lying down like five meters away from another dog which yeah he's doing so well, is amazing like, so well you've been putting so much work into him but yeah, he's yeah. So well. and florence yeah. is um florence went for a walk this morning <laughs> she's getting retrained on the lead because we were very terrible parents and every time she goes out anywhere she goes off lead because she's so good but that's made her now like a demon on the lead a demon on the lead so she's going back to lead training she's definitely probably outside the store being like excuse me excuse me don't talk shit about me (laughs) shit about me i've signed no releases for you to do this oh my god but yeah she's um she's an interesting kind meanwhile patch is like an angel he's just like walks next to you he stops when you stop he was always like walking like looking at you like hi he's such a good boy oh my god he's such a good boy Uh, anyway, anyway, shall we get into the crux of it? <laughs> yes, we probably should. It's it's only been like ten minutes of us talking waffle. Eight minutes. Oh, it's been oh eight minutes. Look oh, at that. Oh my god, amazing. We're not too bad. We're not. We're not. Yeah, two eight minutes isn't so bad. I'm pretty sure it was like twenty five minutes last time before yeah. we got started in anything. <laughs> we did cut that. Um. Yeah. So, kind of like what we want to talk about this week is job seeking and mm. the deep joys that come with that applying for jobs trying to find a yeah. job trying to find the right fit for you yeah trying to find the right company for you they're like how the, to make that decision oh god <laughs> and also just like the process of it like mm. oh my god it's such a struggle and it can be the most disheartening experience yeah. ever 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 so yeah. i think we're going to kick off by talking about job application burnout oh i love it yeah big time yeah. so obviously as i mentioned last week i've literally just moved over from new uh, just moved over from new zealand just moved over to new zealand <laughs> i moved from new zealand to new zealand no i moved, just moved over from the uk so quite a lot of adapting to do because the job market whilst actually the two countries are not really that dissimilar and it's like there aren't massive differences there are there have definitely been differences in the hiring process and in 
the like just general all around like the working culture and environment and stuff it's been so it's been a bit of a challenge applying for jobs and to kind of link it back to the whole like you know premise of this entire podcast is that I think in New Zealand the culture of going to university is a lot more normalized because the university fees are not quite as high here as they are in the UK they're massively really high like they are and so it's becoming employers are starting to really grasp that actually university isn't going to be an option for everybody so they're starting to relax it ever so slightly I mean don't Mm. get me wrong it can still be a real challenge but with New Zealand job seeking it's been even harder and like you do just feel a bit like you get that kind of like oh I didn't go to university oh my god I'm never going to be able to get anywhere and that's a feeling Mm. I really came up against and I haven't actually felt that in quite a long time like it's yeah I really because every single job was tertiary qualification yeah honestly a piece of advice just ignore that like yeah apply anyway do not let obviously I'm not advocating if you see a role for a surgeon like <laughs> you might need to be qualified you might need to be qualified that, that like makes sense there's yeah. jobs like vets like, yeah, like um, surgeons like you uh, need to yeah. decide we're not saying don't do it we're not saying do it we're saying like it's okay if you want to do something and you see on the job application say it's a marketing role or it's an I think most things you need a degree for, like oh, some but, form of qualification. Like, yeah, some form of qualification for, And yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fine. I mean, like, we've both got qualifications in certain things, but we're not necessarily, we don't necessarily have the degree of it side yeah. of it. Um, but it's definitely, like, just shoot for it. Like, I mean... Yeah, honestly, like, it, it just just go for it. It really yeah. isn't... They, the, Yes, there probably is a chance that your application may not get looked at kind of be thrown into like the first pile type situation because of your Mm. lack of a degree but it may get seen so don't don't be afraid to put yourself forward just because it says tertiary qualification because I think times are changing they are and I think think about other ways that you can get if you want to get seen think about ways that you can get seen that are unique to you like I know um Auntie Jeremy. So we'll just quickly introduce (laughs) Auntie Jeremy. Auntie Jeremy is my older brother. Um, He is not an auntie, but we... I don't know how it started. We just started calling him Auntie Jeremy when we talked to the dogs. I think it started as well. So it came from me. I'm so sorry, Jeremy. So it came from Rosie. It's all So it came from me. I'm so sorry, Jeremy. Um, I think it came from me. So I have two much younger half-sisters who at one point called their uncle Auntie. And it was really cute when they were little. And so I was just like... And then I thought, yeah, we're saying something to the dogs. And we're just like, well, Auntie Jeremy. So now we're just kind of rolling with Auntie Jeremy. Yeah. I think... I'm so sorry, Jeremy. I know it's not your most favourite thing in the whole world. But you still love us. But you still love us and we... We appreciate your support. Five-star feedback as well. Five-star feedback. We just (laughs) add that we entertained Jeremy. We did. That's a big deal. That is a big, big, big deal. Big deal. Big deal. We'll take it. Um, but yeah, so that is the context of Auntie Jeremy. But yeah, so he is an incredible illustrator. You've, I don't yes. know if I've shown you any of his yes. stuff, but he's insane. And um, he decided, it must have been halfway through uni, he decided to illustrate his CV. Yes. So his CV is literally like this story, and it's all about like storytelling and how oh, he amazing. can engage an audience. It is incredible. It went viral on Vic Deals, which is like a university page yeah. in Wellington. Um, but he puts that CV in front of anyone and they always and it, go straight to him. Like yeah, they look at course. him. I of mean, course. so mine's nothing that incredible, but it is like, it reflects me. It reflects yes. my personality and it doesn't touch too much on like, I talk about my skills, but I don't necessarily talk about like all the nitty gritty stuff. Yes, like, so I yeah, really want just to like focus it. on my personality yes. and like my work ethic and my ability to be able yeah. to adapt to a working environment rather than no, for sure. I am Bob. <laughs> yeah, I am Maddie. I can do this in this job. I did this. I did that. Yeah, and I think that's a really cool thing. And like you say, breaking out from the crowd slightly. I mean, mm. this, this, you always see them going viral on like LinkedIn and stuff. You know, like yeah. there was that girl who applied for one at Spotify and she made it look made her CV look like a Spotify you know when they do the rap thing she made it look like that and it's just it is really cool I think again when you 
move out into like a creative industry you can do stuff like that mm. but it can be when you're applying for other types of roles which you may be doing like earlier on in your career you're kind of encouraged not to do that like it's just yeah. you do you make a run-of-the-mill cv and actually as well a lot of the time kind of like 99 percent of us who we're asking for mentorship and stuff of making cvs they're just like, oh, just make... It's like our parents usually. Just make a black and white yeah. normal CV. And, that- and I'm sorry, are there rules? Like, I've only ever applied for, like, creative roles. But are there rules that you... I know that as long as it's easy to read, it's got the information on it that highlights your mm. um, capabilities, your skills, yeah. and your experience, like, the things that need to be highlighted... Are there rules around it being like black and white, or so? There's no, there's no, there's no oh. rules around it being black and white. I mean, obviously, you kind of have to take into common sense a little bit. So if yeah. you're applying for, I don't know, like an admin type role, you're not going to submit probably a. Well, obviously, you have to make sure it's readable. So you're going to not submit it with like neon yellow, like fo- like coloured font or something because yeah, impossible. Comic Sans. <laughs> comic Sans. <laughs> I draw the line at Comic Sans. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you do have to tailor it a little bit to the market. But one thing I found really yeah. weird here is when I was just be- actually even before I moved over, I was tailoring mm-hmm. my CV to the New Zealand job market, and they were saying it has to be on one page. Like New Zealand yeah. employers will not look at it if it's not on one page. Whereas yeah. in the UK, my CV was on two pages, right? Because it had a lot more detail on it. And again, I was always encouraged to do that. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. And then, but then I actually spoke to a recruiter. Yeah over here and she was like oh no I hate it being on one page it has to be on two and I was like oh my god what weird so I've always had mine on one page yeah but that was I think I first did my CV when I was in Singapore and I've only just like adapted it to be on me since then but it was it's always been on one page because and it was my dad that gave me this advice he was like your CV is there to get noticed yes you are there to get the job like your CV is not going to get you the job so get noticed but also think about a human's attention span yes. they don't want to fucking read oh, like yeah, two pages of, of like Absolutely. and I did this and no, then I did that's that the thing. no one wants a novel like no one no. whether it's on one or two pages no one wants a novel and if they're in the position to be recruiting hiring they probably don't have the time yeah literally don't have the time they're just Do gonna like go through a stack be like this person look at skills and then next 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 yeah 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 absolutely next. 100% no 100% which is why actually kind of bringing it back around which is why if you don't have tertiary education you want to beef out that personality mm. bit so that you can be like because what they genuinely might be situations where like oh you don't have a degree goodbye pile yeah. whereas if you are like oh they don't have a degree but wait hold on what's this they mm. have that other thing that like just makes them stand out a little bit more you probably are gonna just it is gonna really really help you yeah it's really and like it is really challenging to write a cv yeah. because i don't know about and then you a cover letter for oh, each fucking God, job. Oh my fucking <laughs> so cover letters this is another big thing yeah this is probably one of the greatest reasons for job application burnout mm. is having to write a cover letter and Employers, especially right now, and we kind of had this conversation the other week, employers, I think, genuinely think that you are taking the time. And there will be jobs where you are like, oh, my God, I really, really, Mm. really want this job. I'm going to really put like a million percent effort Mm. in. If you're just genuinely looking for a job, you are obviously going to want the job, but you're not going to be like, I would dedicate my entire life to this application and this job. Yeah. And employers kind of expect that of you and it's like actually this person is likely applying for many different jobs they do not like no one has the time to write a completely detailed cover and like intricate cover letter for every single job I actually think cover letters are kind of bullshit a lot of the time yeah because it's hard to say I mean like I can see it from like a if you really like if you were in a position say at one company but Mm. you really wanted to work for this other company and you were only trying to get across yes. there. I can see it, but then that's where your creativity and your skill, like the Spotify girl, yeah. would come through. Yes. And that would be like your, I really want to work for you. Like, yeah, what yeah, can yeah. you do in a way that's different and makes you stand out? Yeah. But I, like, none of my job, none of the jobs I've actually, I don't, like, <laughs> I've actually only, and I know you want to touch on this, but yeah. I've only ever caught, the jobs I've gotten 
I've never gotten through an application. I've actually just called up. Yeah, so, and this like, is, <laughs> so this is a really big thing I want to touch on. So obviously been applying for loads and loads of jobs and I was chatting to Maddie about it. And this is something that just doesn't, I feel like doesn't super happen in the UK. Like, I don't know mm. if it's because it's a, we're too polite and embarrassed to bother people because we are super like that. Whereas I feel like yeah, that is wet that you're just leaving because <laughs> I cleaned the bathroom with it earlier. <laughs> Maddie's just putting her elbow onto a wet cloth, which Sorry. is so a visual for everyone. Um, whereas here, I do actually feel despite being more chilled here, mm. you're definitely more go-getters and more like social yeah. and a lot more ready to put yourselves out there, which is amazing. So... Maddie, talk me through <laughs> how you've gotten your last few jobs. My job application process. Yes, your job Amazing. application process. So usually I apply for like 10 jobs <laughs> and then I don't get anything. Yeah. Well, I actually do. There was, I get a few responses but and interviews, but at the end of the day, like it's a, like you say, like when you really just need to get into it and get into the crux of it, you kind of do just like choose a few companies choose a few people that you'd like be interested in and that are hiring and start pulling but um my job before this one I actually they weren't hiring yeah well they were but it wasn't like advertised Mm. and so I was looking around I knew which area we were going to be in because of like where Joe was based essentially at the time and we I was like right these are the top three companies I want to work for and I just called the owners of each of them <laughs> and I actually got a job offer at two of them, both creative places. Yeah. And there was one of them that was like my favorite one yes. and it worked out perfectly because the guy had literally just, they were interviewing for like a marketing position Yeah. and he just turned down his top two. I think he turned them down or one like was like, no, I've got something else. And mm-hmm. the other one he turned down cause he didn't want his top two applicants. And then he was kind of sitting there like, what do I do now? And I literally called him at that moment and it was perfect. It was like meant to be. (laughs) Literally meant to be. Amazing timing. Yeah. And then this one now was actually quite funny because um, I... Use their services I, for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. I, sn- I was very like, oh, um, when we bought our house, I was talking to the real estate agent and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, like I know you know a little bit about this company. Like, what's your thoughts? And he was like, I can put you in touch with the CEO. And I was like, amazing. So I literally, I think it was like Christmas Eve or something, ended up having a conversation with the CEO and he was very much like, yeah, whatever, I'll get you. Like, I'll flick your details through. Like, sure, sweet as. He's like, you sound pretty like switched on. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. Um, So then got through and then got an interview and the job I originally applied for, they were like, not quite right for you, but we want you. So threw me into another role, which was then landed me in another role, which is quite cool. But um, it's always been like a matter of... Just talking just to people talking to and people. like showing them that you've got initiative, showing yes. them that you've got like the, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like you've got just a little bit of a willing, spark, yes. you're personable. And you're willing to just go that just bit beyond because mm. like, like we said earlier, people are getting these giant piles of CVs and it's like, oh cool, another one and another one and another one. And it's just making yeah. yourself stand out from that because yeah. I don't know about you, but when I've applied for jobs in the past, if I can get to the interview stage kind of know the job is basically going to be mine yeah which just sounds really massively big-headed yeah and it, it isn't supposed to be at all but as like we're both kind of people 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 yeah <laughs> and if you can just get to that interview stage you can sell like yourself you can just sell yourself yeah. and talk your way into it fake it till you make it is literally how i've got oh my god same. all of my jobs <laughs> honestly <laughs> all of them can you do this yeah. yeah, I yeah. can learn. I, I remember I had to, my, not this job now, but my last job, they were like, can you do this? And I was like, absolutely. And I started, I can't remember when it was that I started, but the week before I started, I literally was like in full research mode. Like, how do you do this? How yeah. do you do that? How do you do this? You like, can learn <laughs> to do pretty much anything. Again, I go yeah. back to you can't learn to do open heart surgery from YouTube. I mean, you probably can, but you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah you should. Um, but you know and like when we say failure to make it I'm not I don't advocate for pre- like pretending to be telling entirely or not because I that's think not it's what it fake is. confidence it's, isn't it's, it oh it's completely fake confidence yeah I mean and just have like what we like to say in the UK the gift of the gab 
which is yeah. just be, yeah just basically talking your way in talking your way in and not I mean also but just talking your way in but not being totally full of bullshit because mm-hmm. like you know they are going to be able to see through that if yeah. you're be but the one of the best phrases is i'm really su- i'm really eager to learn i can learn to do all of that so yeah. the most recent the job i've just very recently got quite a lot of it is heavy in like video editing yeah i don't know loads and loads about video hey editing. i've just learned about video editing oh, so so good that. you could teach me <laughs> and literally i was like screw this i'm doing it myself yeah like, like you can just teach you can <laughs> teach yourself you can learn to do stuff yeah. and that's a massive part of as well as why you should be going for jobs is because yeah. you want to be learning you want to be constantly improving it's exciting like learning yeah. is so exciting which is another reason again why actually sometimes people do go to university mm-hmm. is because they find something they're really passionate about and they want to study yeah. it and they love it and that's amazing um but and yeah. also like if you find like Rosie said if you find something that you're passionate about or you even find your motivation regardless of what your motivation is it might be that you want to earn more money or it might be that you um, want to kind of I don't know mine would be that I want like a nice lifestyle that I don't have to stress and we can like afford to have kids and we can afford to like have our dogs and we can still afford to travel and move overseas like we want to. Um, But if you can find that and really pinpoint it and you go into an interview or you go into your job application process with that in mind, I think that's a huge driver because it kind of pulls that passion out of you. Yeah, and it really shines through in an interview. Yeah. Like, the, the passion you bring to it, that shines through. Yeah. Like, and that's, like you said, biggest thing. Because, and don't just, like, if you get to the interview stage, also learn a bit about the company, for sure, mm. and just take take your passion and kind of take that what you've learned with the company along with you for the ride because they'll be like oh my god whoa she's like so prepared she's so ready she loves it she's keen and the bits you love as well like I you I remember applying for this one job and I kind of liked the idea of the company it was a fashion company Mm. and they did like knitwear or something but I was a bit like Mm, oh, love about that. it yeah like I yeah, say yeah, fashion yeah. company it wasn't high fashion <laughs> it was a New Zealand like merino company essentially excuse and me high fashion high fashion merino knitwear is probably definitely a thing that's it yeah <laughs> and I remember going to the interview and I was kind of like I sat in my car outside and I was just like I don't really want this job yeah and I remember going into the interview and I did not sell myself at all I still no. got the job but I was like oh like I felt like a I really felt like I let them down and I let myself down by going in and kind of being half-hearted and half-assed about it, but not half-assed. I was actually, I did put in a lot of effort. I looked really nice too. No, but that's the thing that you didn't have the passion behind it. Yeah. I definitely wasn't speaking as like animated and like had that really positive energy about me. I was a little bit more reserved and asked a lot more questions, surprisingly. Yes. But, um, yeah, like I think about that and then I think, well, it would have been, if that was the job I got in, I would have, it would have been fine. I would have learned to find, find things about it mm. that I loved, but I definitely think like follow your gut and research the companies that you want to work for. This whole like great resignation thing, yeah. which I've learned a lot about in the last <laughs> few months, um, definitely means that there is a little bit more flexibility and I'm not saying that you can like be entitled with your choice or something no anything, no no, no, no. Yeah. understand who you want to work for and the types of people you want to work for and make sure that your values align because it's going to make your time in that role so much easier yeah. and i think just enjoyable it's it can be really difficult when you are kind of applying for a job for the sake of a job because mm. there are times of course when we all you know we all need to just have time just grin and bear it a bit yeah. with work. you're not going to enjoy your job 100% of the time you're just God, not no. because like, you don't enjoy life 100% of the time and if you do we're okay, very jealous okay amazing and we, we want to like <laughs> we, we want your job we want your job and your secrets <laughs> yeah um, but you're not going to enjoy it 100% of the yeah. time but like Maddie says if you can find something you do feel great about and like companies that you want to work for you can get in touch with them. There isn't less, like, yeah. weird rule, which I think kind of has been instilled into me a teeny bit, is that, oh, no, no, you can't bother people. You shouldn't bother them. And right. it wasn't until we had that conversation the other day that I was like, wait, hold on a minute. Yeah. Yes, I can. Yeah. Like, as long as you're not, you know, not advocating for bombarding them. And if you don't hear back, just you just kind of have got to accept that a teeny bit. Do you know what the best line is? What? Call them. Yeah. 
call. Hey, hey, mate, how you going? Hi, hi. Um, <laughs> no, but give them a call, and then I've always said, can I take you out for a coffee? Yes. And it's never like, I want a job. It's like, look, I really love your company. I'd really love to get to know you and for you to get to know me and kind of build that relationship. Can I take you out for a coffee? Not like, can we meet? It's, I want to take you and I want to like my shout kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because even if they don't have jobs or the exact job you're looking for at that mm-hmm. moment, you could it's go into the company, you can move your way sideways, you can, it's a relationship. And they Through may the be like, <laughs> that's a really lovely turn of phrase. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, or it may be that they say to you, look, you're great, but we really haven't got anything right now. Mm-hmm. And in six months time, you get a phone call to be like, oh, we're we actually to. opening up a position or, you know, and I thought about you. Like, mm. I mean, obviously I'm going to do a bit of a public service announcement with a girl alongside this. As women, be mindful of who you're taking out for a coffee and always obviously keep yourself safe and that mm. kind of, like, I do just feel like I have to say that from experiences I've personally that. had with... Um, men in the workplace yeah is just make sure you are keeping yourself safe yeah. and n- go to a public place go to a public place and also no job is worth anything that makes you feel uncomfortable nice it, I like that, that. that yeah it probably feels like that might just seem like a bit of like a off no, thing off piece thing to say but I do just want to make that super clear like I love the idea and like it's it feels really bold and brave and amazing mm. for you to like be like oh let me take you out for a coffee because it does build that connections and like you know and you don't even necessarily have to kind of if you're not comfortable with taking someone out for a coffee or not comfortable meeting someone you can still build and maintain that relationship for yeah. sure and that's like that and that's the most important part of it no matter what you do it's kind of keep make sure you're in the back of someone's mm. mind you're kind of in their peripheral so that then if needs be they can and if they if it's yeah. the time comes they can bring you forward it's, yeah it's great but great advice from rosie for the guys and girls <laughs> she's yeah. keeping y'all safe <laughs> but that applies to everything like and i'm like that is one thing that's really yeah. important that applies to literally everything mm. that no job is worth you feeling uncomfortable about no. anything like regardless of whether it's whatever it is. whatever it is your dream job yeah like you i well we might be going way off topic right now but like you look at like a lot of the models and actresses and yes, the things I that mean, they've had to do well, to get their victoria's secret wings exactly and it's no, like, exactly it's pretty it's it's extremely rough there's a little fly around our right. microphone we, so let's we silly have him away oh no oh, we have he's gone behind That's the shower right. screen he's gone <laughs> so i'm so sorry if there is a moment of buzzing he was really small but he still might produce a noise who knows noise. do you want to know something when yes. i was 16 i thought i was going to be a victoria's secret model she low-key definitely actually high-key could have been to be honest with you we're not going to touch on that stuff but but um that was like me at six or like 15 maybe a little bit earlier Mm. I was like I'm going to be a Victoria's Secret model I was like had it so clear in my head yeah yeah, and then I was willing to do so much willing to well I wasn't though that was the thing it was like when I went to get a casting and then like the whole weight thing came through and I it was like, oh, you might need to lose a bit of weight or something. And I was just like, oh, which is, God, no. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> you can keep yeah. your Victoria's Secret. You can keep those wings. <laughs> Still, like, part of me is, like, really bummed, like, I've lost my childhood dream, but other parts of me is like, yeah, I think I am not comfortable in front of a camera, so. Honestly, I think, and also all the bullshit that came yeah. out about Victoria's Secret, I am extremely glad that you did not ever get involved with it. Do you know they're um, redoing, like, their business model and everything? Yeah, it's actually, like, yeah it's actually not bad no it's not bad they're having to though because yeah, fuck me they'd be down yeah I mean their involvement with Jeffrey Epstein was yeah yeah. one day but, I'll tell you about how I got $500 worth of Victoria's Secret oh my god free. yes actually <laughs> uh, amazing okay. Just- um, but yeah that and that is a big thing about entering the workplace which we'll touch on on a whole another episode about mm. navigating the workforce and the workplace and stuff but yeah nothing is worth you being super uncomfortable and do not be afraid to speak up about it. It yeah. can be really intimidating, and that's so much easier said than done. Mm. But, like, yeah. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I and think... I feel like we've thrown a lot of information at you. Yes, oh, we definitely have, because obviously it's us, and we just have, Love. like... Love it. Word vomit, <laughs> and... <laughs> but, Verbal diarrhea. But I really hope, kind of, like, with last time, that you've just been able to take a bit out of this. And I think with job... The biggest thing to remember with job hunting is that 
when you're not getting responses, a lot of the time it isn't anything personal. It's so yeah. disheartening because you're like, oh my God, everybody fucking hates me. Yeah. Like, and you just feel like doing, like just crying and being like, oh my God, I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to get there. And it may take time and it's fine for it to take time mm. because you'll find, you're more likely to find the position you actually want and what, yeah, kind of get something that aligns with you. And just keep in mind it isn't anything personal no. especially if you're applying applying for bigger companies you're changing sectors you're changing roles like it's you're gonna it might just take a little bit of time for you to be noticed and that's where we go back to you know doing that thing that might just take you that extra step over the line yeah. and that's where that can really come into play but yeah you know these companies are receiving potentially masses and masses of job applications yeah. especially I mean, I don't know if you've experienced this with like communications and marketing and social media roles. It's it's a it's a popular sector to work yeah. in, so they're receiving loads yeah. of stuff. I think every sector is. I mean, like, yeah, don't be disheartened. And the other thing is, don't forget to like, don't forget your spark and don't lose your confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah, remember who you are. Go into an interview if you can get an interview, or you jump on the phone. Like, know your facts, yes. know what you want to talk about, know what you really want to highlight, and keep that spark or that special part about you. And go in and nail it because yeah. I think, like, that's a huge one is like that confidence to go into an interview and sell yeah, yourself. Yeah. And especially as when you're a younger person going into it. So if you're like yeah. eighteen, it's it's a lot. Like it's scary. It's scary you know, yeah. you don't have that. The ex- and the like confidence and experience. It comes with experience and mm. time, like it does. Um, but just yeah, just tell yourself. Just be like, remember, I um, I fucking shine. I can do this. <laughs> I can even if you literally have to look in the mirror and be like, yes, 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 I can do this. I can do this. If you have whatever your process is, like Maddie says, mm. just go into that interview with confidence. Obviously, not arrogance, but confidence. Yeah, be and confident in yourself and yeah, like know that you can nail it. Yeah, well beautiful i think so this is my most exciting part i haven't practiced this this is going to be off the cusp okay oh my god that's the right thing but Uh, yeah oh god Uh, are you ready okay i'm glad i'm sat down okay there's gonna be four other people on this podcast if they listen they will recognize this okay also for one thing this isn't gonna get us into cover of copyright is it Oh, definitely not. Okay, amazing. <laughs> because we haven't got that sort of we haven't uh, got that sort of money. It could get us in copyright, but only with myself. <laughs> okay, and maybe another person. Okay, as long as you're not. Right okay, it. as long as you're not going to sue, because I, I think I know what you're talking about, and the other person isn't going to sue us either. So it's okay, fine. We're good. Are okay. you ready? Three, two. Rosie's culture roundup. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, that was even better than I expected. It's going to get better every week, guys. Oh my god, holy so shit. much better. And as the budget grows, it's just only going to it's just only going to improve. And do you know what? I'm still listening to my mum because she's like don't sing in public. I'm not singing in public. Or she no. actually said don't sing in front of anyone, but <laughs> it's just You're me. not anyone. <laughs> no, thank you so much. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so my biggest cultural roundup for this week is something that I, you may or may not have seen because quite a lot of like body positivity influencers have jumped on it. So I actually saw the original tweet last week. No, this week, in fact. So the New York Post sent out this tweet that said, bye bye booty, heroin chic is back. Mm hmm. Okay. So I don't know, do not even need to start on how unbelievably fucking irresponsible that is. Back into my Victoria's Secret. Back into literally, <laughs> and it links, like, as soon as you had the Victoria's Secret thing, I was like, oh my god, it kind of links to the cultural update. So, I, it's a mm. giant crock of shit. Like, I, celebrity bodies are not something we have to follow, like, trends. No. They're just not. Like, and hero, this is what baffles me, right? Heroin chic. Just think about that as a thing for a second. Yeah. Heroin. Like that sounds like a drug to me. It is. I mean, <laughs> for a second, that's what I think. For a second, I was like, Hold on, am I saying this right? <laughs> also, please tell me she doesn't. She knows what heroin is, right? I don't yeah, have to yeah, give her yeah, an education yeah, yeah. on heroin. No. <laughs> it's just fucking shit. Like, how can we it's be a bit go- grotty? How co- it's grotty? Yeah. How can we be going backwards like that? Mm. And it's and that, oh, you know that post I sent you the other day, and I think this is something that touches on it. And I know that it's like, ugh, but I I must have sent it to you, and it said. Um, 
like no one talks about the side of wealth that means that um yes you have more productivity so if you're wealthy if you're a celebrity or you're just generally have a lot of money and i know this for a fact because i've stayed with some very wealthy people they have chefs that do their meal plans they have chefs that cook for them Yeah, yeah, yeah they have people that are there that make their lives so much easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That means they have a personal trainer ready to go with them first thing in the morning. Yeah. They it ha- means that they are more productive and they are more capable of achieving this. Yeah, and they can also, I think one of the biggest things that isn't talked about is the fact they have plastic surgeons on tap. Mm. Like, I... So, obviously, Maddie and I are avid watchers of the Kardashians. Love it. It's... Yes, we are fully aware of all the issues that especially Kim Kardashian creates. Mm. And I think one of the biggest things that I didn't even really appreciate myself until last year... Kim Kardashian's body is surgically enhanced. You don't get that body naturally. Like, you just don't. And she is able... Like you say, she has... She can lose all of this weight because... She doesn't really have to think about much else. And she can have someone that is, like you say, chefs. She can have personal... Tra- like She has it all on tap. And this whole obsession with her weight and using mm. her as kind of like the the benchmark for what we should all be looking like yeah. is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And she has so much access to surgery and she can just... I mean, I get Amazing. it. She obviously has a hell of a lot of pressure on her as well. You, yeah. She is probably one of Absolutely. the most well-known women in the whole world um, for better or worse. And she has so much pressure on her. And she... But, like, why are we looking up to her as though mm. that's what we should be following like i don't know how many times it has to be said that celebrity body trends are not something we should follow if you like something a celebrity wears that's great like yeah. that's fantastic the clothes that's fine yeah but the clothes that they're wearing that should also be made to fit your body yeah. you don't fit into clothes clothes fit you mm. but it just seeing that post brought back so much it was just awful like yeah it's i mean and also what's like you know i can imagine that that would have gone like viral on like tumblr and stuff do you remember those days oh, of, oh my god literally the like ugh, a poisonous place but it was just horrendous and that someone at the new york post thought that was a good idea to post mm. that and not even like the tweet it framed it in a way that was like Oh, yeah, so this is what we should all look like now. This is great. Not that this is a concerning trend that a lot of celebrities are getting noticeably skinnier and that people are going to start following them because that's how celebrity culture works. It's like, oh, no, 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 this is, like, this is what's happening. It's yeah, right. it's no, like a triple down. That isn't what's happening. That is, isn't, should be what's happening. This is horrendous. Mm-hmm. If they all flipping jumped out of airplanes without parachutes tomorrow, we wouldn't all go and follow it. So why would we go and follow it with their weight? Like, yeah. we should, you shouldn't be doing it. And I felt the pressure of it myself, like, you know like the whole rounded bum thing Mm. and like the hourglass figure I really would be like oh my god like I don't look like that sometimes you just have those days where you're like oh my god I don't I wish I looked like that and I wish like you and then and then your fucking obviously Instagram algorithm just works against you because you look at one post and suddenly they all come up like I don't even look at my explore page anymore because oh mine's just wedding stuff at the moment <laughs> so it is if you want to keep like exploring some wedding dresses that'd be great but, Actually, to be fair all the girls modeling the wedding dresses are skinny yeah. and i'm like well i mean i'm not gonna lose that much weight between or well, i hope i don't lose or gain that much weight between now and the yeah. wedding but it's just like it's just i mean that was a lot of like rambling waffle and it's a very contentious subject to talk about mm-hmm. because you you don't want to comment on kim kardashian's body because it's her body yeah. and she can do what she wants with it and the same with chloe the same with you know like the likes of the original og heroin chick yeah um kate moss like you don't want to comment on their bodies mm. but at the same time you have to bring it into the fact that they are role models and they should be thinking about it but I think I'm not I don't say any of this to shit on them and what pissed me off was the fact that New York Post thought this was a good idea to post this and the New York Post is not a particularly reputable publication but it's just that you know women are women and men you know they are still super impressionable Mm. especially when you're much younger do you remember the first time like growing up do you remember the first time that someone had said anything that you reacted to about your body 100 percent. i'm not going to say who it is because it's someone extremely extremely close to me um but yeah 
I there is pressure definitely and I'm sure the women in my family won't mind me saying Mm. this there's pressure definitely from the women in my family that you either are you're slim or yeah you're kind of you're just like or you should be aiming to be slim right and it runs it it, run a dangerous thread especially down the maternal side of my family but yes I can remember being a child and them being like oh mm, you're starting Mm. to look a bit and it's like you don't say that to a child yeah yeah yeah. and you like I was a full child like I I was like 10 or something and I have actually had a frank conversation with them and been like if I ever have a child you are not to bring up body issues yeah because the the buck stops at me yeah like you just you just don't not fair. you just don't do it it yeah. I, I, we're not passing that forward and I know there's a really great body positivity influencer called Alex Light and she talks about it a lot as well and she's made very very similar videos about how the thing with diet culture is passed on like it's like a generational trauma mm. type thing we we keep passing it on and we're the ones that have the power to stop it and we should yeah can you remember when you, something was first said to you yeah. like that really made you stop in your tracks and be like oh shit yeah. I literally remember exactly where I was too like yeah I'm super lucky because obviously my family are the but I think the buck stopped kind of before me but my mum's been like she's always like don't worry about it yeah but even her and I have had conversations where she's said something like oh I've like you know, made yeah. fun of her body yeah, and yeah, she's yeah, caught yeah. herself and she's like, I think yeah. the way she's seen it reflect onto me, she's really gone, oh my God, I, I need to stop doing yes. this because you, like, she can see that how it's trickled down without intentionally meaning for it to. Yeah. Um, but I was in, just, I think my first year of high school. Yes. I was in the toilets and this girl, one of it from my friend group, like mm. when my, I wouldn't say she's a close friend, but she was kind of at the time. Yeah. And she just turned and looked at me and I was so skinny at the start of high school. Like, yeah, nothing had developed. Because also because you're a child. And yeah. Like, like, yeah. But she turned and looked at me and she was like, mm, you've put on weight. And I was like, oh, oh have I? <laughs> oh, but it was ever since then that I've always been like, oh, but I think like I've, this last year has been a really good year for me because I've just... I have put on weight and I've lost weight and I've put on weight and I've lost but it. But it's also like the but constant framing of putting on weight as though it's like a fate pun- worse yeah. than death. And it's like, no, it isn't. Yeah. And that you, and there's this thing they talk about, we've talked about this for so long, but yeah. sorry, everyone, you're just going to have to deal. <laughs> we should wrap up in a second. Um, we should wrap up in a second. <laughs> we will. <laughs> um, we will, but you can just deal with it for a second. But there's a thing, a real phenomenon of if you put on weight, your life is falling, you're just mm. falling apart, you're not doing well, you, oh God, like things are going really badly for her obviously like celebrity like gossip column type things yeah. talk about it all the time oh it's clearly going really badly for her that's actually often not the case no. as I say it's a super contentious thing to talk about and it you really feel that yeah. you can never say right for saying wrong but that's just kind of our yeah on it um so I have a little bit of an update just to jump yes. from you okay oh my god wait I have a funny time no no wait okay no, 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 okay, no wait it, it, it relates it relates to what you're going to talk about well, how do you know because I can see what you're looking at <laughs> can you see what I covered up did you see it no I didn't yes um okay so so you know obviously the CFDA awards for this week in New York and Kendall yeah. Jenner wore that unbelievable dress. Yeah. I was like, that would be the most perfect dress for Maddie's engagement party. Oh my God, stop it. Maddie. What about just the wedding? <laughs> Maddie, what are you going to talk about? I'm going to talk about, well, I'm kind of like, so my wedding update at the moment is I, we've decided to throw like an impromptu engagement party and it's very casual. Um, but... I was like, mm, wonder what I'm going to wear. And I said to Rosie, I was like, should I wear white? Or is that too like, haha, I'm the bride? Like, or should I just wear something casual or should I not get something? Should I just wear something in my closet? And I've kind of gone on the vibe. I know this is terrible, but I'm like, I might just buy something because I want to feel nice. I want to feel special. Hmm. I actually haven't been clothes shopping much this year. No, like for you have a normal me, me year. Uh, sustainable clothes shopping. Yes, sustainable clothes shopping. So currently in the process of deciding that. What's your thoughts? My argument white? is, yes, bitch, fucking wear white. You are the bride. Should I just wear a bride's dress? Wear a bride's dress. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that might be a step too far. But no, but like, wear white. It is yeah. your engagement party. But like, yes, I'm the motherfucking bride. I'm wearing white. Deal. Yeah, um, true. But there is... It was a very short wedding update. There's something I really want to touch on before okay. we finish. Go, go, go. 
excuse my language, but why the fuck are Crocs in? Why the fuck have Crocs come back in? People are wearing them at work. I see it all over Instagram. Honestly. And I'm like, please, please, please. It's just a trend. Stop it. Yeah, like genuinely stop Stop it. it. Right, so Crocs. Suitable for your back garden. Yeah, Crocs are great gardening shoes. Maybe a beach walk. They are great beach shoes because they, like, you know, they have the sand washed out and they have holes Mm. and shit. They are also very good for nurses, for example. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Comfort. When did Crocs become fashion? Yeah, no. They're so upsetting. Yeah, I draw the line at wearing Crocs with nice clothes. And Crocs to work. Crocs to fucking work. <laughs> All you out there that know I'm talking and about you. Those, oh my god. I'm sorry. I really love your the your fashion styles, but but the Crocs, the Crocs are just vile. Just, the Crocs need to honestly, go. Like the but Crocs it's need such to a go. Thing. Influences such everyone. A thing. I'm like, and I'm it's so, all about the little things you. And yeah, the, the, the kids. The, are, oh, they're like yeah. Yeah, I can't think what. They're, but I had when I was like nine. Yeah. I mean, I, I never had Crocs. I my mum was always like, no, honey. I actually had two pairs. Oh. And I still had. My Crocs. Like I still, my mum still has my Crocs. She still mm. wears them. Oh my god! Though there was once this time, right? So this is going back like ten, no, probably fifteen years ago. So you know how Crocs then came out with all the other shoes? Yeah. They had Croc heels for a while. Oh, I saw those. Like the wedge ones. So I like, used to joke about getting married in them. <laughs> I was like, no, I ain't coming to your wedding. <laughs> probably is going to. <laughs> But I remember a school librarian having these, like, croc wedge things on the most fucking oh disgusting I've ever seen. And I was staring at them. And then she caught me. <laughs> and she was like, oh, they're really nice, aren't they? They're crocs. And I was like, yeah, yeah. they're so nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was Why would you feel, lie? I could feel, because she's a school librarian. <laughs> but I could feel my face being like, <laughs> what are those? Like, but yeah, why are Crocs in? And do you know what mm. the most disgusting thing ever is? They have these little horrible Croc slides. And a friend of mine, who I'm not going to name, because she knows exactly who she is, has these fucking disgusting purple ones and these little purple Croc slides. That oh, like I think I know sh- someone that That looks these. like little shower shoes. Like, cha- yeah. no, you don't yeah. wear them outside. Uh, oh. Anyway. On that note. On that note, we... Stop wearing Crocs outside. Stop wearing Crocs outside <laughs> of the home and garden, or the beach. And <laughs> get proper shoes. <laughs> um, um, even in sports mode, like I, I love that they have a sports mode. <laughs> I do love that they, that that yeah, is defined okay, as sports that mode. Is, that's quite cool. That is funny, but it still doesn't make them nice. All right. No. Um, and on that note and on that note thank you so much for listening to episode 2 and I hope we didn't offend anyone that really loves Crocs disclaimer see you next